0: you <laughs> For tuning in to the limitless experience with Eric. So, before I start this episode, I want to send a big thank you to Robin Ayers, Bam Erickson, Jill Monroe, and Jimmy V for having me on their After Buzz TV power recap show. I really appreciate it. Thank you. This season, power has been getting better and better with each episode. Ever since Joe Proctor was killed, the episode has picked up in intensity and intrigue. Two weeks ago, I was like, man, this is the absolute best episode. Last week, I said this is the best episode. Now, this most recent episode, Episode 8, I know for certain that this was the best episode. Episode 8 is titled Deal with the Devil. And before I even began to watch the episode, I just wanted to sit with that title for a couple of minutes. And I came away with two theories. Either one of the characters in this show will be faced with a decision that's been present for a while, i.e. the devil who's omnipresent, or one of the characters will get themselves into something that they can't get out of. That was my mindset for what was going to happen throughout the episode. This episode opens with Dre rolling up on Saks demanding that he remove the ankle monitor. The same ankle monitor that saved him from getting his brains blown out. If it wasn't for Sax putting that ankle monitor on Dre, he would be dead right now. Tommy would have 1000% canceled Christmas on him. Instead, Dre flipped the situation and blew Black Grimm's brains out. I don't know why Tubin and Spanky would leave Black Grimm with Dre. That's insane. Sax doesn't want to remove the ankle monitor at all, he's just been suspended and he needs a huge break in his case so he can one, stay out of prison, and two, hopefully keep his job. But he did withhold vital information from his superiors and also leaves an illegal wiretap on a minor. And he just flat out refuses to comply with Dre's demands and that's not good for Dre. Dre was so close to becoming the new distro for Jason, but now that he has the ankle monitor on, that dream is long gone. He gets so angry that he calls Ghost and tells Ghost to kill Sax on his behalf as if he's a shot caller and Ghost would listen to him. Dre's lost his mind. He should be worried about what Tommy's going to do to him after he finds Black Grim with a hole in the top of his head. Sax is equally as desperate as Dre is, so he pays his old Boston friend Tamika a visit. And she tells him to avoid prison time, his best bet is to find out a way to connect Tommy Egan to the murder of Angela Valdez and Joe Proctor. That's definitely gonna make nosy, nosy, very nosy Sax put his nose where it doesn't belong. Desperate times call for desperate measures and this weirdo Sax shows up to Therese School to question him about the night Proctor was killed. Now you already want suspension and on top of that you show up to a minor school to ask him about a murder. There's no way this guy won't go. Sax is not good enough at his job to bring down Ghost and Tommy on his own so he goes after the little people like Dre, and stooping even lower going after a minor like Tariq. Tariq might be an idiot, but he's no dummy. (laughs) He told Sax to kick rocks, and Sax has no other choice but to kick said rocks. Tommy and Keisha are getting settled into their new house, and with all the dramatic music playing in the background, I 1000% thought that something was going to happen to Cash, Keisha's explaining to him that she's going to have to walk him to and from school, and Tommy demands that Cash tell him anything about anybody bothering him, especially the police. What I'm trying to say is this. If anybody gives you a hard time, especially the cops, you don't do nothing. You just come and tell me. Let me handle it. All right? How's that for foreshadowing? Now Sax moves on to Lakeisha and tries to put fear in her, but it's not working. Lakeisha knows how to handle Sax. She completely moves on. She goes into the crib and Sax isn't dumb enough to follow her in there, so she's done with him. But who she's not done with is Tommy's mother, Kate. Kate invites herself in and makes herself very comfortable as if she's about to move in with Keisha and Tommy. Her and Keisha don't see eye to eye, so of course they get to bickering, and then Tommy's mom drops the bombshell she finally tells her what happened to Holly. Keisha was always curious, but now that she knows, she probably wishes she didn't know. She played it off well, but you can tell by the look in her eyes that this does not sit well with her. She knows this isn't the life for her and Cash. Given Lakeisha's fearful and at times paranoid personality, as soon as Kate said, He killed her with his bare hands. She should have left the Porsche right in the driveway, grabbed Cash from school, got on the Greyhound and got the hell out of Dodge. She never destroyed that check that ghost gave her. She could have ripped it up, but she didn't. She put it back in her pocket. She probably still had it. She could have left and had no worries. Instead, she stuck around just long enough for Sergeant Rodriguez to get a hold of her. Rodriguez put the fear of God into Keisha and got it a flip because she threatened that child services would take cash if she didn't cooperate and threatened that she would go to jail for being an accomplice with Tommy. That was more than enough to get keisha to sign the paperwork she signs the paperwork to cooperate now she has to give the feds exactly what they're asking for keisha tearfully asks cash not to say anything to anybody about this she should have been more specific and said don't tell tommy but i'm noticing a theme in this episode and that's a lot of telling meanwhile tasha's trying to turn her son into pablo escobar on Tariq's first day at callister prep his history teacher mr Radner. Let him know he knows the exact reason why he got kicked out of choke and inquired if Tariq had drugs on him. Luckily, this idiot Tariq didn't have the drugs on him, but that interaction sparked his curiosity and he takes that information to his mother. The moment that happened, I'm thinking to myself, if Tariq is dumb enough to bring an ounce of drugs into that school, he deserves whatever he gets. The teacher knows exactly why he got kicked out and he's gonna do something stupid like this. If he got kicked out of choke for fighting, that's one thing, but you got kicked out of choke for selling drugs and then you're going to come and callous to prep and do the exact same thing? He's an idiot and Tasha should be ashamed of herself. What is Raina up in heaven thinking? Tasha pulls out stacks of bread and breaks down how to break down a brick to Tariq. All before she even asked him how his first day of school was. Round of applause for her. Mother of the Year. Then Tasha's mother pops up at the daycare. This episode was full of people telling and full of unexpected pop-ups. Tasha's mother comes in and sees all the cash spread out all over the table. Now, why on earth is Tasha doing any of this business at a daycare? A daycare is supposed to be sacred. There's children there. There's parents that will come in that if they see that, they will take their business elsewhere. Tasha's making wrong decisions left and right. Tasha's mom sees it and demands to know what it is, even though she has an idea of what's going on already. She did deliver one of the best lines of the show, which was, The only thing that will save that boy. your ass too. Now, luckily for Tasha, it was her mom that came through and not the feds, but you got all that drug money on the desk as well as a a brick of Coke, right? And on top of that, you're dealing with children. You're going to go away forever. If you get caught by the feds, why don't you have cameras inside your daycare? Okay, you're being watched by the feds. They can come in at any given moment. You're going to need the upper hand. You're going to need to know when they're coming and where they're coming from. Even if you want using your business to clean money, you should definitely have cameras inside of a daycare. You're dealing with children. You want their parents to feel like their children are being taken care of and are safe and secure. You should definitely have a camera so you can know when and where everybody is coming from. We go from Tasha destroying Tariq to Ghost trying to rebuild him and get him out of that lifestyle. But Tariq, just like the rest of us, he don't give a damn about no Queen's Child project. But the weird thing about it is Ghost is well off. Whatever Tariq wants, all he has to do is ask, and I'm pretty sure Ghost will give it to him. I don't know why he wants to get into this drug game. He knows what's gonna happen. He sees what's happening. Why would he wanna get involved in his lifestyle? It's not like it's out of need, it's out of want. Ghost even explain to him Listen, man, you can finish school like I didn't do. You wanted, you can be what I wasn't. But Tariq is too caught up. He just wants to get in that drug game. Tariq meets his soon to be stepmother and Ramona Garrity, and damn near almost tells on his father I mean, I know you're not cool with your father right now, but you really about to violate and say, don't you got to do a background check for him to become a councilman or something like that? That's 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 wild crazy. But Ghost stepped in, shut him down, and changed the subject quickly. Tariq did tell Ghost that Sachs came and see him at his school, but at this point in time, there's not much that Ghost can do. He needs to stay under the radar. Now Sachs, on the other hand, is on a very very high level of desperation. He's doing anything and everything he can to bust this case open and stay out of jail. He shows up to Sergeant Rodriguez's house. And they exchange information with each other. He leads her right to Dre, a.k.a. Takashi 69 He really gave the feds a huge piece of the puzzle. He told Sergeant Rodriguez that Tariq was the one that killed Ray Ray. The feds were nowhere near cracking that case. That was damn near a cold case, as a matter of fact. And Dre just helped him out in a major way. He's about to get Tariq sent away. All the while, Tariq is getting deeper and deeper into this drug thing. He uncovered that his history teacher, Mr. Radner, is in desperate need of money and decides to help him out. So now he's going to have Mr. Radner selling drugs from him. Somehow he puts a bunch of work into his trunk with a burner phone and gives him orders to put the money back in his trunk once all the drugs are sold. And we're supposed to believe that Mr. Radner doesn't know where the drugs came from. Because all Tarek had to do was say, what? And now all of a sudden, Mr. Radner thinks it's from somebody else. You already know a segment that's coming back up in. More to come after the break. Thank you for all the support. I really appreciate it. Please follow me on Instagram at Limitless underscore E. That's Limitless underscore E. And if you like this podcast, please do me a huge favor and spread the word. Tell your friends about me. I'm on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Thank you very much for your continued support. Welcome back. Two seasons ago when I heard Lorenz Tate was going to be on power, the last thing I thought he would play was a councilman. And he's doing a great job at this. But the whole councilman Tate nice guy persona is over and done with because Ghost pretty much sabotaged his entire campaign. Also over and done with is the QCP and I'm 100% happy with that. Rest in peace Raina. But this whole QCP storyline, I'm done with it. I hope they never mention it again. I'm starting to lose track of how many times Ghost betrays Tate. That was really messed up what he did. I don't agree with it at all. This betrayal may come back to bite him. And if you're asking yourself why the dings after I say betrayal, the name of the season is called The Final Betrayal. Keep that in mind. Rashard Tate is not happy. And when speaking to Ramona, he almost told on Ghost himself. He actually said, Do you even know who he really is? Now Ramona wants to know who he is? but she would rather hear it from James St. Patrick himself. She's not gonna hear it from anybody else, especially Richard Tate. Now keeping up with this theme of telling, Tommy's taking Cash to basketball practice and Cash can't help but remember what Tommy told him earlier. So he tells him that his mother was pulled over by the cops and that he was held temporarily by child services until his mom cooperated. At that moment, I just knew Tommy was gonna kill Keisha and have her buried before Cash got out of basketball practice. He went home and confronted Keisha about the situation. She tried to brush it off and lie to him. Then Tommy started spazzing out. And Keisha was also fearful for her life at that point. I really thought Tommy was about to choke her out. She told Tommy that she was aware that he killed Holly. And somehow, someway, that might have been the thing that actually calmed Tommy down. Because knowing that he killed Holly and still standing with him, made Tommy have a different level of respect for Keisha. But Tommy said he's a changed man and he's not like that anymore. We all know that's not true. Tommy does not know Keisha signed that paperwork. Moving into that house with Tommy was a bad decision. It's almost like she made a deal with the devil. Tommy calls Ghost and wants to kill Sax. Did anybody else laugh when Ghost said, No. rest in peace angela valdez now Tommy is so adamant on killing sacks but he had the perfect opportunity to kill sacks a couple of episodes ago when he killed maria suarez sacks was right in maria's apartment and tommy was hiding in a closet if he would have came out that closet he could have capped them both and left them right there stinking nobody would have known it was him as long as he covered his tracks he would have got away clean and tommy's a big boy he could kill sacks on his own why you gotta call a ghost for this Ghost is trying to stay low and he's trying to stay clean until he gets other things situated. And just like that, Sarge Rodriguez marches right into Club Truth. Now I mentioned this on my Instagram, (laughs) Limitless underscore E. But why on earth doesn't James have security in Club Truth? How come anybody that wants to get into Club Truth gets right in and gets right to him? Jason walked in uninvited. Tommy walked in when he told Ramona Gary to beat it. Now Sergeant Rodriguez walks in and has immediate access to Ghost. Ghost needs to get security and maybe stay in his office where the cameras are. In an attempt to get information out of James, she also made a mistake and told, as I said the theme of the show, information that she shouldn't have. She told James that Sax is on suspension and that information was vital. The one mistake James did make though is he left Sergeant Rodriguez in the bar area by herself. You are in my place of business. I'm not leaving you. You're gonna leave me. Goodbye, get out my club, have a nice day. So of course Sherlock Holmes looks around and grabs the glass off the table that has James's DNA on it. And with the information that Drakashi, I mean Dre, gave her earlier, that's all she needed to see if she can find a match to the blood that was found in Ray Ray's flop the night he was killed. She gets a match and takes that information in Tasha and lets Tasha know that one, the alibi doesn't check out anymore. Because another witness, Dre, came forward and said that neither Kanan or Tariq was at the penthouse the night Ray Ray was killed. So not only does she have evidence that Tariq was there, she also has Dre, a snitch, corroborating the story also. Tariq is in trouble. And Tasha and Ghost are going to do whatever they can to keep their son out of jail. Ghost and Tommy go to Sax's house to kill him. They pistol whip him, toss him around a little bit. And what did I say a recurring theme of this show was? That's right. And Tommy turns around and says, I got a little party to get for you, Sax. I did that shit. You killed Angela, and you ain't never gonna get me for it. Luckily, Ghost isn't that stupid. He said I not shit. <sighs> and even though he's about to die, Sax still gets a last dig in at Ghost and says he's not sure if Ghost is done putting Tariq through hell. At that moment they should have blew Sax's brains out of my opinion. But no, Ghost wants to debate about it. At that point, Tommy should have taken matters into his own hands, the same way he did in Season 3, Episode 7, when he emptied the clip on Hugo, which was Lobos' right-hand man, after Ghost wanted to use Hugo for information. Now Ghost decides to have a change of heart and use Sax for information and demands that Saks, even though suspended, somehow, someway, give him all the information that they have on Tariq. And then they just leave his apartment. They came there to kill him, not get information. They should have killed him. This may come back to haunt them. I 1000% believe they should have ended his life right then and there. Instead, they let him live and he runs right to the office and tells Jacob Warner what happened. Of course nobody believes him and he still gets fired anyway. Sax has now been fired. There's no telling how low he'll stoop now in an attempt to get his job back. The walls are closing in on the St. Patrick's. Ghost and Tasha speak and Ghost lets her know that she needs to pay Keisha a visit because Keisha might be giving up information to the feds and she needs to be dealt with. Now, when Tasha went over to talk to Keisha, I don't think she had intentions on what happened actually happening. I think she just wanted to talk and get a better understanding of what happened with Keisha and the feds. But after she saw the paperwork, that kind of sent her over the edge and I'm not gonna say she didn't have a choice, but something had to happen. Keisha 100% wanted to shoot Tasha. That's why she looked over at her bag. But here's what I'm confused about. When she was at Tommy's old apartment and Tariq knocked on the door, she answered the door with the gun because she was nervous about who was behind the door. Now the stakes are even higher. The walls are closing in. People are coming after you. You're scared of Tommy. Everything's going wrong for you right now. You should have answered the door with the gun the same way you did when it was just Tariq at the door. If you would have answered the door with the gun, you would have at least had the upper hand on Tasha and it wouldn't have went down the way it went down. And like I said earlier, She waited too long, she stuck around too long. She should have left immediately after finding out that Tommy killed Holly. She'd still be alive, Cash would still have a mother, but instead, Tasha had to do what she had to do. She had to protect her family at all costs, even if that means taking out her best friend. Rest in peace, Lakeisha Grant. LaTasha did make one mistake though. It was a great fight scene between her and Lakeisha, but during that fight, she lost an earring. Once she pulled that trigger she was only wearing one earring. That means that somewhere in that house is that earring. And maybe since Tommy's the first one on the scene, he'll be the one to find the earring. But if he thinks he's gonna go after Tasha, forget about it. I would say I feel bad for Tommy, but I don't because I'm team Ghost and he took out Angela. And yes, you took out Holly for Ghost, but you did that with your own hands. You made that decision to choke Holly out. So now that Keisha is gone, now you're gonna see how Ghost feel. Also. After he told Cash to go back to the car because he wanted to surprise Keisha himself, how long does he think Cash is going to stay out there with those flowers? I'm curious to see how power spins that once it returns. And that brings me into my newest segment called Ain't No Way. Ain't No Way is a segment where I highlight things that happen in the show that either shouldn't or couldn't happen in real life. Tariq St. Patrick gets kicked out of choke for selling drugs. He's in Callister Prep for one day and he's already... Put Mr. Radnor on his team to push drugs for him. Ain't no way you should put trust in that teacher this early in the game. Nor should Mr. Radnor be asking for drugs this early. That's like going to the supermarket and saying to the person behind you in line, Hey, nice weather we're having. By the way, I'm in crippling debt. Do you have a key of Coke? (laughs) Then on top of that, you're not sure if it was Tariq that put the drugs in your car, even though a day before that, you asked him if he had drugs. Uh Uh-uh. Ain't no way none of that happened. None of it's happening in real life. Ain't no way. The next ain't no way. Do cameras exist in this show at all? Ghost and Tommy walking down the street dressed in all black with gloves on. Yes, it's probably cold outside. But Ghost and Tommy walking down the street with gloves on together. They are wanted by the feds. They shouldn't even be seen together let alone be seen in the vicinity, actually not the vicinity, on the same block as Cooper Sachs, an agent that's investigating them. They go to his crib, piss the whip, threaten and assault him? Hell no, ain't no way that's happening in real life. In real life, they would have been arrested right after Cooper Sacks finished watching that video he was looking at before he was rudely interrupted. <laughs> Local club owner found dead, assumed to be drug related, is what the headlines would have read in the real world If James did this to an actual councilman, he completely sabotaged Councilman Tate's run for governor. He wouldn't have lasted longer after that in real life. Ain't no way. If you have some ain't no ways, you can send them to me at Limitless underscore E on Instagram and Twitter. That's Limitless underscore E on Instagram and Twitter. Now for predictions. Ghost doesn't know where Tommy lives. And the only reason Latasha knew where Keisha and Tommy lived at was because of someone from the shop telling her. Now since Tasha took the cooperation paperwork, I predict that she'll confess to Tommy that she did it and show Tommy why she had to do it. The evidence is right in the paperwork and it has Keisha's signature on it. Now because the feds are expecting her and are probably on their way to come get her, they're gonna have to dispose of that body quickly. I also predict that Tommy will tell the feds that he hasn't seen Keisha and he believes she ran away. So in just about every episode, someone has died i believe sax is the next one to go he's avoided death way too many times and he's way too nosy to actually mind his own business i believe next episode he'll put his nose where it doesn't belong for the last time and he'll get killed especially since tommy just lost keisha it might be tommy it might be dre but i don't think sax survives the next episode we were introduced to detective mccall a couple of episodes ago and i can't imagine that she's only on the show for one episode i believe she be Rodriguez is new partner thus eliminating the need for Cooper Sacks. We're about to reach the ninth episode of this final season and Ghost still hasn't killed anyone yet. I believe his first kill will be Will Robertson, the snake or snitch that Rashard Tate hired to watch Ghost. I believe Tate is gonna call on Will's help again and send Will into a death trap. Now that Keisha's dead, somehow, some way, Tommy's gonna find a way to blame it on Ghost and I believe that that's gonna push back their killing of Jason for a couple of more episodes. Even though I want Jason to go, I don't think it's going to happen just yet. Also believe that 2Bit and Spanky will come back and find that Black Grim is dead and be on the hunt for Dre. I think they'll finally meet up with him, but I don't know if they'll come out on top. I believe Dre will kill one of those goons. And that concludes Predictions. Thank you for tuning in. And as I said earlier, please tell your friends about the podcast. As you know, the Limitless Experience with Eric can be found on Apple Podcasts Google Podcasts and Spotify, and many other outlets. If you would like to, you can contact the podcast at limitlessepod at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Peace out.